This is episode 45 of the Mentally Ill Mentor podcast. Hey, everybody from beautiful Cardston, Alberta, Canada. Welcome back to the Mentally Ill Mentor podcast, where we discuss the secrets of how you or someone you love can begin winning the battle with depression, anxiety, thoughts of suicide, and all kinds of other mental health challenges. And can I just tell you, I love you, I believe in you, and I so much appreciate you being here again with me today. <clears throat> and after my own personal battle for over 20 years with these things, anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and a whole lot more, I am now on an all-out mission to guide you and as many other people as I can in creating a life of lasting hope, happiness, and purpose. So thank you for joining me again today, and especially as we take this journey together through my personal diary that I started keeping several years ago in an effort to lessen these intense negative emotions that I was having that were really driving me closer and closer towards giving in to this horrible temptation of committing suicide. I want to share with you today, day six. This is a Tuesday in February, day six, and this is Diary of a Deeply Depressed Dad. Here it is, word for word. Names have been changed. Thankfully, for whatever reason, I woke up happy today, even though I didn't get as much sleep as I would have liked. I thought about several things that may have contributed to my better mood, some of which are, number one, I had that Vaseo V-Slim stuff close to bedtime rather than after supper because I was a bit embarrassed to mix up a glass of it while our friends were here, along with taking my medication. Number two, Josie called yesterday and talked about a business thing, not multi-level, she assures me, that she believes is pretty cool and which I read between the lines to mean maybe this could help us get out of our financial problems. <clears throat> Number three, for whatever reason, uh, Mondays have always been not the greatest day for me. Number four. Amy did the paper route since they came early enough for her to do it when Maya is on her days off. In any case, to wake up and stay up by about 7.30 a.m., to want to stay up, to be okay with snow removal, and to have no thoughts of suicide so far is wonderful. And I am really hoping that I can figure myself out so that I can be in a happy positive mood nearly all the time. Oh, I just thought of a fifth potential reason for my better mood. Josie said, along with e emailing me info on this non-multi-level marketing thing, she would include info on a stress relief product that she found has really helped some of her children who have struggled mentally. Before mentioning that, she asked very directly, which I actually appreciated, so how's your mental health? I let her know that, to be honest, it could be a lot better. 
and I gave some details of my most recent manic episode and hospitalization in Vancouver. That led us into a conversation, she actually brought it up, which I was okay with, about when I was with her and Lily in St. Louis for that wonderful multi-level marketing conference for the Shopping Genie, which we all thought at the time was 100% legitimate, not a Ponzi scheme, as I would later look at it now. In any case, she said that she and Lily wrote down everything soon after they returned home, and they have always believed they should use their material to write a book. I agreed 100% and said, you should. Then she said, well, you're the author. You're the guy who's already written two books. Maybe we should just give you our notes and you can fill in the rest. I'm not sure if that will even ever happen, but just talking to Josie brought back some very weird memories, like talking to her about how terrible I believed my marriage was, a common theme of all manic episodes, and how I felt intense fear that terrorists were going to blow up the airport Marriott hotel we were staying in that very night. I still remember as I tried to convince Josie that we were in real danger and we needed to leave immediately, I asked her, do you not believe that terrorists could possibly be planning to blow up this hotel? I'll never forget her response and the change in her countenance as she realized that my brain was on the wrong wire, as Thomas used to say when he was young. But although she seemed somewhat worried, a vibe I had never gotten from Josie before, she firmly but lovingly responded, Yes, Dave, terrorists could theoretically be plotting to blow up this very hotel, the one we are staying in tonight, but they aren't going to do it tonight. Strangely, Although I remember being so paranoid, I trusted Josie and took her at her word, and my fear of terrorists took a back seat to many other ridiculous and crazy things. Oh, how utterly embarrassed I am now from leading Josie and Lily and me in a 20-minute prayer that made no sense to refusing to stay in my room with my Uncle Cam, whom my mom had called in to deal with me as an emergency situation. He was able to get there quickly from his home in Texas. I still remember telling Josie I didn't feel safe there with my uncle and that he was led by Satan. And I remember, like it was yesterday, the look on Lily's face when Josie suggested that they should allow me to stay in their hotel room. They're both old enough to be my mother. Josie said she would sleep in the bed with Lily and I could have the other bed to myself. I also remember at some point being very much in love with Josie and hoping desperately that she would leave her husband and marry me. Again, as with all manic episodes, I pictured her and I having a perfect life together 
completely free of the turmoil and tumultuous marriage I had been in with Amy, or so my manic mind imagined. In any case, possibly because I had listened to her when she told me my fears about terrorists were irrational, Josie trusted I would behave despite my very odd behavior, and she somehow convinced Lily that they would be safe letting an insane man sleep in the bed next to them, thousands of miles from home and the protection of their husbands. Of course, Josie was right that I was harmless, and I know that nothing inappropriate happened. Although, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe I may have asked Josie several times if she would divorce her husband and marry me. Who knows? And I am sure as heck not going to ask her. I'm embarrassed enough as it is. Well, on that note, I've got a few minutes before Amy gets home from house cleaning at Freeman's and about an hour or so before my physio appointment with Trevor. So I think I'll open those emails of Josie's and see what they have to offer. I hope and pray it will be something good. Josie said she would give me a free bottle of this de-stress stuff and that it is guaranteed to work or you get a refund. I could really use some consistent, ongoing hope right now. Love, always, Dave. Last words, 11.55 a.m.